1: So we finally got to talk to Tom Brady. It's been since, I guess, the mandatory minicamp. So, what, a month, five weeks, whatever. And predictably, you know, he was kind of bummed. You never know when you talk to Tom sort of like what his mood's going to be, especially when he's coming off a practice field that was about 112 degrees or so it felt. Uh, and it was the first day in pads. So these guys were, you know, physically and mentally, they were, they were a little bit uh, taxed. Um, On that first practice, when you're when you're out there in pads, but having said all that, um, when we did get him, you know, uh, I asked the first questions about, you know, sort of, you know, how bummed he was for lack of a better uh, thing uh, with Ryan Jensen and the injury they sustained, and just how much confidence that he had in Robert Hainsey. And the thing about Brady, you know, he's played for so long that a good number of centers, first and second year centers he's wound up winning Super Bowls with, I mean, because he's won so damn many Super Bowls. So it stands to reason there's like three or four or five um, guys that had played center and they were in their first or second year when they won the Super Bowl. So this is not his first, you know, go around with a, a young, a young player at that position. But one thing was clear to me and there's just no way around it. Like he's totally bummed. And, and I think the whole team is, but especially Tom and he can't hide it, you know, like, Um, you know, he's not going to sit, he can sit there and be as excited as he wants to for the opportunity that the kid from Notre Dame has, right? But basically, you know, without reading between the lines, I mean, he said that, you know, they're all, you know, sort of heartbroken about about Ryan Jensen getting hurt. But more than that, you know, somebody has to step in. And right now it looks like it's going to be Robert Hainsey. And he said this, he said, you know, he played a lot, you know, he got to play a little bit last year and he's, he's really improved. And he said, boy, there's a lot of people that are really confident in him. He didn't include himself among that list by the way, but he just said, Oh, a lot of wow. people are really confident. And yeah, I thought that was odd. And then he said, um, but you know, you know, you can do it, um, last you can, you, you know, you can talk about last year or you can talk about what you did in the off season and none of it matters because, you're either you're either going to be a good football player or you're not and that will take time to figure it out to find out if he is and i was like wow that's some real talk from the quarterback forty days say, or so from the opener right look up ringing endorsement in the dictionary and you just
0: <laughs> i just heard the opposite of that
1: right i mean <laughs> without really reading between the lines it was just reading the lines you could kind of get that that sort of feel like yeah well you know a lot of people really really are uh, confident you know well, you need to be that guy, and and I get it. Like you know, one day in pads, you're not, you know, this, they're they're just not really competing. They're thumping each other. But you know, the, without question, if he's going to practice every day against Vita Vea and going to practice against Akeem Hicks, right, and, and all these guys, Logan Hall, he, you know, the old iron sharpens iron. They're they're going he's going to get better or he's going to get exposed, and that's what happens in this league. You either get better or you get exposed. And all I can say is, you know, they, they feel fortunate. And, you know, Todd Bowles said this. And, of course, you can't go back and, you know, if, if you could do it, you'd, you'd have Logan Hall not be as physical in that drill. And he wouldn't cross the face of Aaron Stinney inside rush. And he wouldn't get pushed into Ryan Jensen. And you'd still have maybe one of the most important players on your team. And definitely the most, I think, for Brady, the most important offensive lineman. Um, so all of that's misfortune. But if it had to happen, and they always go back to well, you know, if it had to happen, well it didn't have to happen, but okay, it did happen. Um, the good news is, and this is true, they're not playing a game that matters in two days. And very often in the NFL you lose players of that caliber during the season. And you have Wednesday and Thursday essentially, and Friday's kind of a glorified two minute walkthrough, and Saturday you do almost nothing. So he would, you know, he being Robert Haynesy or whomever would have taken over would have had exactly two days to figure out what he was supposed to do. And so, you know, in this instance, and I think it's one of the reasons why they haven't brought in a veteran is, look, they, they've got they've got all these practices. Another, He's going to have two weeks of practice. Then he's going to scrimmage against the Miami Dolphins for two days. Then they're going to play a preseason game against the Miami Dolphins. Then he's going go to go to Tennessee and he's going to scrimmage two days against the Titans. Then he's going to play a preseason game against the Titans. And if they want to play him, In the final preseason game against Indianapolis, they can do that, too. So by the time we get, you know, to to September 11th, um, we're going to know a whole lot about Robert Haynesy. And if he's not cutting it, um, they're going to have to go to the next guy, which which could be Nick Leverett or it could be somebody that's on the street right now that they're not really looking to sign right away. So, you know, it's good that they have a little bit of, of opportunity to get this guy ready and I would I would just say this, too, to Tom or anybody else. And I know, you know, for Brady, it's zero-sum game, right? Like, literally, you could not have picked many other players. Like, if Chris Godwin never made it back this year, he'd be totally bummed by that. And Chris Godwin is a tremendous talent, right? And he's, he's you know, led the team in receiving. He had 97 catches. He still he missed three games with the ACL and the MCL, and he didn't play in the playoffs, and it absolutely hurt him. You know, there's no question what he brings to this team in terms of blocking, catching, all the stuff, right? But if, if Chris Godwin was out for the year, it'd be okay. You know, they'd be okay. They wouldn't be as good without Chris Godwin, but you've got Julio Jones. You've got Mike Evans. You've got Russell Gage. You've got Tyler Johnson, who's looking really good in practice. You've got Scotty Miller. You've got Brashard Perriman, and on and on and on. So Tom is used to getting it done with lesser talent at the receiver position he just is now does he prefer it no that's why they signed julio jones because they don't want to wait until they lose a bunch of receivers and they're at the mid-year and there's nobody on the street that can play so they got him now um having said that you know you can't it's not as easy with offensive alignment particularly interior offensive alignment like ryan jensen who was the first guy signed and i after tom Re- unretired and i just think that he's bummed because he knows the guy who's closest to me, the guy who keeps people closest to me off of me, right, um, and snaps the ball to me and, 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 and calls out the defense and the blocking schemes, that's the guy I lost. If I lost Donovan Smith, as bad as it would be, and they don't have anybody to replace him, to be honest with you, I mean, I guess Josh Wells would go over there. But if, if somebody beats Josh Wells off the edge, Tom can see it peripherally. He can see it, and he can throw the ball in the stands. He can get out of harm's way. If you get smoked inside um, in one of those a gaps on either side of the of the center's shoulder, Tom Brady's going to get hit and he's going to go down hard, as Al Davis would say. The quarterback must get hit; he must go down hard, and he did. He did not with Robert Haynesy playing, but it happened in Washington where he got smoked in like the first or second pass attempt and was never the same. So I know what Brady's thinking. You know, look, I came back to win a Super Bowl. It's the only reason I'm here. You know, I know I can still absolutely play whatever plans I had in Miami or someplace else fell apart. But I knew that I can still we have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And if I come back and we get all our free agents back, starting with Ryan Jensen, I get a chance to win an eighth ring. That's why I'm here. And then, boom, Jensen goes down. And there's a part of me that almost expected him to come in and go, you know what? I should have just stayed out. This isn't going to happen this year because it kind of has that feel like, you know, you're you're really doubting whether or not you can withstand this and and for good reason. Cause we don't know really. And this is what Tom is saying. Robert Haynesy hasn't played. I mean, he's played 31 snaps last year, but he hasn't played Uh mop up duty is not playing on Sunday against, you know, the, the green Bay Packers one week and the saints the next week and the Kansas city chiefs the week after that and, and so on. Um, and yet that's what he's got to do. Uh, and, and so, You know, he was just pointing out the obvious that we really don't know. Um, But he had a definite, and and again, I I can't read his moods. Generally, Tom is not, like, into it um, when they don't have a great practice. And I didn't think it was a great practice for them on on the offensive side. They made some plays. He had some, he had an interception. um, You know, some some things missed some throws or miscommunications with his receivers, which is going to happen. Uh, but i I didn't think he was overall really pleased like he he made one mention of you know we gotta we can't take one step forward and two steps back, even if we start way behind everybody as long as we get better every day we're gonna be fine, so it's kind of like this sort of you know philosophical word salad of you know maybe we maybe we're not you know progressing the way we need to be, and now we don't have a center. And he said, you know, who knows? He goes, we're, it's a long way to September 11th. Look, we practiced two days and our whole team has changed. Our whole team has changed. Oof. Yeah. So now I'd like to say that, in, in, you know, and so I, I kind of reflected his mood a little bit, or at least my perception of it in, uh, in my story. And then people were like, oh, I didn't get that impression at all. Why do you think he's not, listen, I, you know, <laughs> we were you, there. Become, yeah, you become <laughs> meteorologists, right? Like, You, you, you see, you you see the warning signs, you, you, you know, you, you feel the heat and the humidity coming from, from different players that you've been around. And this is now the third year that we've been around Brady. And, and believe me, there are times when he sits down and he's, you know, he may not, (laughs) he's the greatest filibuster in the history of sports where he can talk for a very long time. You go back and you transcribe it and he said nothing, you know, which is sometimes his desire. (laughs) Um, but there are other times when, you know, just, he's a little more affable. He's a little more, uh, okay with sitting down, you know, and talking and, and stuff. And today was not that day. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, he's bummed the guy's bummed and I think they're bracing for bad news. And I think Jensen is getting more tests. At least he did on Monday. And I think we're going to know in the next day or two, uh, just what the prognosis is, whether there's any chance he can come back, but who knows where they are in November, if he can, and whether or not. Uh, he, you know, how soon he could play if he were to make it back, but I I don't think it's going to be good. So that's sort of the Tom Brady thing today.
0: Well, uh, first of all, you mentioned it, but I think it bears repeating that the weather was what it was today. And it was their first practice in full pads. So you're not going to feel like bright and refreshed and uh, full of positive vibes.
1: That's true, man. Because
0: the weather alone. Go go ahead. I saw your tweet. (laughs) Was it among the worst?
1: It felt that way. I don't know that it was. Listen, my tolerance is not for anything, by the way. Children animals like my tolerance is not what it used to be um (laughs) and and that's you know you get to be the crotchety old man long before you're actually an old man you're just crotchety but that's sort of me right now and but but it's undeniably and i don't know where anybody i'm not trying to get political i'm not i know i'm not trying to get political here at all i'm really not although i have my i believe in science um But it seems as though, and there's evidence to suggest, that every year I've lived in Florida has gotten hotter, especially like the last five, (laughs) okay? And I don't enjoy that, you know? I I didn't enjoy it when it wasn't 98 degrees or 97 yesterday, which was a a record, right? We're going to hit 100 again, and we shouldn't hit 100 because there's this big body of water called the Gulf of Mexico that's supposed to keep us pretty cool. We're surrounded by water. We're not supposed to get that hot. Um, but that's the way it's going right now. And it's only it was only uh uh August first. Oh. Uh so you know what's September like what does August 25th look like? Well, like,
0: well I'm looking at today's low temp and it was uh you know eighty one. Eighty one was the low. <laughs> so Yikes. maybe maybe we'll set a new record for low temperatures. And oh then God. secondly, from what you said. Uh, about what Tom Brady said, I mean, he, he, listen, if everything went smoothly today and just like nothing ever happened, he probably would have told you he's not doing it. I'm guessing anyway, to be, you know, a hard ass on the road, no. the young guy, he's hmm. probably really feeling that a guy, a situation that was, you know, taken care of in his eyes is yeah. not, not the opposite, but hardly taken care of.
1: Yeah, I think he's bummed, and I, I don't, I, I literally don't think, like, you really do wonder, like, if you'd have said to Tom Brady, hey, look, um, we're going to get a lot of guys back, and you're going to get Julio Jones, and we're going to get, you know, Gronk ain't going to come back, but we'll find you a tight end, Kyle Rudolph, and, you know, Levante will be, be okay, and, and we'll sign Carlton Davis, and so on and so forth. If you'd have told him that, he'd have been okay, but if you'd have said, but we don't have a center. I wonder if he comes back. I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yep. you just don't know, like, because it's it's really like, no, I, this is it. Like, we got to get Jensen. Jensen was, had a deal with the Cincinnati Bengals that I think he was very close to taking until Tom retired, and within hours, he called Jensen, and Jensen was a buccaneer for three years. And, you know, he just – he knew it was that important, and now he's gone, and really – you can you can they can choose to pick hensley as their starter in dallas but when he snaps the ball for the first time in dallas that will be his first start of his career now maybe he plays 12 years and makes six pro bowls i don't know but um the first is first right like brady's not going to really know how this this guy is going to react um when when the you know the real games count and you're, you're in AT&T Stadium and the place is going crazy and they hate the Bucks and, you know, and, and you can't hear the snap count and, you know, sales went over Brady's head or something. I mean, these are the things that keep quarterbacks up at night. And believe me, Tom goes to bed at 9 p.m. every night, so he didn't want to stay up. But he, he was he was OK and he talked, you know, he talked about Jones and he, he deflected like praise for the recruitment of guys like Kyle Rudolph and Jones and others. He said, look, they people come here because it's a great organization okay it is um and you know they you know they like what the other players are here they like what our team is about and that's true they come for tom brady they come for tom brady because they know that if they're on this roster they've got a, almost a 50% chance of going to a super bowl i mean that's what his career has been right 23 years he's been to what like 11 12 super bowls i mean almost every other year He makes it to the big game and he's won, he's won what seven or yeah, seven of them. So that's why guys come, they come to play with the greatest quarterback of all time who will be 45 on Wednesday. Uh, just incredible. Uh, Todd Todd Bowles was asked, um, what he would get, Brady. He goes, Well, just keeping him upright and walking would be a good gift, don't you think? Like for, for Tom, if we could do that, uh, he said, What do you get the guy who has everything? And he does, except. He wants one more ring, so um, we'll see. Uh, Just uh, speaking of heat and the AC that is blasting in my house, I've got three air conditioners on full tilt trying to cool this place down, and I'm not looking forward to my next electric bill. You probably aren't either, but we got a solution for you. It's called May Electric Solar. That's right. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. Now, in this field, I have people knock on the doors all the time. You have all these fly-by-night companies. Well, May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Now, they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and service warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. Now, that right there, that's the May difference. So if you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all its products and conducts on-site testing. You can see what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. You know exactly who is doing the job. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts. At May Electric Solar. And uh you can do that by dialing 727 819 2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long, preserve your quality of life, and preserve your appliances as well. That's May Electric Solar 727 819 2862. All right, the saddest thing that happened, and I know that this, you know, well, that's baseball. Yeah, it is. And it's pro sports in general. I appreciate that reference. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But Brett Phillips, man, got DFA'd, which means he's no longer with the Rays, or any team for that matter. And it's so freaking sad because I can't remember a player, uh, lately anyway, that brought so much joy. Now, granted, he hasn't played well, and that's an understatement, right? He's got way more strikeouts than... He brought so much yes. joy
0: except for his at-bats.
1: Except for his, his skill, yes. No, but, you know, for, for a guy that was never, I mean, the, first of all, he was, a, he was supposed to be a, a, a utility outfielder. He's not the guy that you want to have to start games with, right? But with injuries to Kevin Kiermaier, Manuel Margot, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting outfielders from anywhere they can find them at this point. And, and so, you know, the one thing, Theory, about Fred, show me an outfielder. Yeah, well, that's very nice. Well <laughs> done. Well played my man. Sorry.
0: It just came to me. I that's swear. right. Continue. Of,
1: eh, Suri. And eh. speaking of Jose, Suri, uh, They made the trade for an outfitter, Jose Surrey uh, from the Houston uh, Astros. And they also obtained left-handed pitcher, Garrett Clevelinger uh, from the LA Dodgers. And they traded away a bunch of minor league players, including, Right-handed pitcher Seth Johnson uh, goes to Baltimore. Uh, Jaden Murray, right-handed pitcher, goes to Houston. And uh, outfitter German Tapia goes to the L.A. Dodgers. And then, yes, they DFA'd Luke Bard, uh, right-handed pitcher. And, yeah, Brett Phillips, man. And as as you would expect, Brett, best attitude ever in life and in baseball. Um, shot, like, sort of a, a selfie video that he posted thanking Rays fans, um, encouraging them to continue to support their team, uh, loved his time here. I mean, for a kid, and he was a kid, that grew up here uh, rooting for, for the Rays and went you know from Seminole, um, this, this had to be the fulfillment of a lifelong dream. You get to play for your hometown Major League team. And not only did he play for them, and yes, uh, the numbers are what they are, a lot of strikeouts, not a great batting average and all of that. However. What moments Brett Phillips provided, one in particular, which will live in Ray's lore forever, if not baseball lore, and that was the walk-off hit against the Dodgers in the World Series in Game 5. One of the most bizarre and incredible comebacks in World Series history. And you know the greatest thing about that, aside from Brett Phillips with the airplane and all of that uh, going on, was no matter what you think of Joe Buck, he had an absolute perfect call of that play when 21 things were going on at the same time. And he did not miss a syllable. It's impeccable. I know you're a play-by-play guy. And I
0: do baseball, and I would have been so bad on that one. I mean oh my gosh. You you're right to to underscore that because I've had some plays where there's a lot going on. There's a rundown, for example, and I just yeah. tap at them like, you know, let's just wait until this rundown
1: ends. It's uh, over, that, yeah.
0: But that was a little bit higher than your uh, stakes in your typical rundown situation. So you're right.
1: You had the base hit, which drove in the tying run. Um the outfielder in center field kicks it, and then a Rosa Reina, um, comes around third he's going to be out by 25 feet he stumbles and falls now while this is going on joe joe is calling it exactly as it's happening without missing a syllable or stumbling on a name which is incredible and rosarena stumbled joe did not joe just said and a rosarena comes around third and he falls down and now he's gonna the ball gets away from whoever the catcher was and and now rosarena gets up and he's going to be safe the rays went and it, i mean it's perfect but what a crazy crazy ending and Brett Phillips um you know out of nowhere pinch hits and 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 gets that hit that results in that play and so forever he'll be part of Ray's lore I mean when you think about you know big plays like that you think about Longoria's you know uh home run game what what game 162 or whatever it was uh you know those those sort of moments and Brett Phillips has had several of those moments he's had walk-offs before. Uh, he's had grand slams. Uh He went through a period there where he was hitting a couple grand slams in a week. Um, and he's made some tremendous plays in the outfield as well. But mostly, he just brought an awful lot of life and a lot of fun and a lot of smiles to that clubhouse and to raise fans. And, you know, it might be kind of more of a mascot than anything at the end of his, his time here um because he wasn't really productive. But it's, it is, you know, it's kind of sad. I mean, and again, it's professional sports and they have every right to do what they did because they need outfield help and they need some, some bats along the way. Um, but a tough thing to watch, you know, it's just kind of, mm, I hope he get. I hope he gets a chance to extend his career. And I will say this, if, if, if somebody wanted to hire him as part of a, of a, uh, a coaching staff, in the majors he would be a tremendous guy to have in a clubhouse
0: i'm going to disagree with you and say that he would just just go right into
1: broadcasting i mean he oh you're right that's what he's uh, you're exactly right that's he's a draw he
0: He is a draw people would would tune in to listen including me to to what he has to say
1: right yeah you're right that's in that he'll be on either uh mlb network or turner one of those you're exactly that's exactly what he should do and what he will do and Yeah, he'll be because he's such a character of the game, and he has such a fresh perspective of baseball. You know, the whole baseball is fun, right? You know, but you wonder, it's like it wasn't one day too too late because they just had the Brett Phillips basketball jersey giveaway like 24 hours before he was released. so
0: And I saw a lot of people point that, out. that actually does not bother me. I mean, that's the perfect way to like say, okay, he had his last impact there. Yeah. And I, I just don't think, like you said, as a guy that was, you know, be forced into being a, a full timer. He's just not that. Now his defense is outstanding and obviously a very entertaining guy, but uh, the guy they picked up, I want to, of course, his career, Major league numbers aren't great, but they're very short. You go back throughout series career and he's, you know, he's got 93 home runs. He's got 180, 180 steals. He had a back in 2017, it was single a obviously, but 24 homers and 46 steals. And then as recently as 2021, he had a season with 16 homers and 24 steals. So his batting averages, you know, on, on the fritz in the majors, but uh, if you compare him to Brett Phillips I think that's what the Rays are doing and he's a guy that can maybe be an elite type and his defense is elite already so I understand the move
1: yeah no it makes perfect sense and and like I said they've got so many injuries to the outfield and they're trying to solve that and move Josh Lowe back down to the to the minors cuz he couldn't play it out there so you know they're just trying to tread water and and you know hopefully stay in the wild card race right now they're currently third um you know, until until they can get some guys back, it makes complete sense. By the way, the rich get richer as we approach the trade deadline today. The Yankees, the evil empire, they acquired a right-handed starter Frankie Montas from uh, the A's and the closer Lou Trevino. Trevino, let me just say, I watch. I did a game because I, I, you know, in the off season, I'll occasionally cover that Sunday afternoon game for for uh, Mark when he's coming off a road trip. And Montas early in the year with the, the A's played here that dude is filthy like he's he's about the size of Frank Thomas to begin with right like he's the biggest damn guy i've ever seen on the mound i mean he he's not only like about 6 foot 8 but he's enormous and it's like he he shakes your hand when he lets go of the ball you know what yeah. i mean like it's like he comes off the hill man and and you know his his arm slot is like halfway to home plate but to add that to what the yankees staff has been already this, this season. I mean, needless to say the Yankees, right. They're going for it every year and they have the money and the prospects I get to do it. Um, they gave up, uh, you know, a couple pitchers and, um, second baseman Cooper Bowman and, and so forth. But, uh, I'm just telling you, man, uh, this, this Yankees team now is well positioned. And of course, Aaron Judge you know I think hit number 44 on on Monday like it's just ridiculous how well he's playing so um not not gonna be easy to run those guys down you're gonna face one hell of a pitching staff in the playoffs uh one through four really as far as starters go but it is what it is so uh we'll see if the if the Rays can can hang in there and and, uh they gotta get going They were uh what three and seven after the all-star break so They can't afford to to fall much further behind because they're just barely hanging on to a wild card spot. And speaking of the trade deadline, of course, which is today, we're going to have an opportunity to talk to Mark Topkin, who of course covers the Rays for the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to him on Wednesday about all the deals uh, that the Rays and other teams make uh, prior to or at the deadline, and uh, just you know how they're how they're posed to to go forward now, and maybe get some updates on some of their injuries as well. So. Mark Tompkin will come aboard with us on Wednesday. We're going to have our mailbag tomorrow, however, uh, so get your questions in. i am already gotten a bunch of them unsolicited. I didn't actually make the mailbag call, but that's fine. Uh, you guys can send in questions anytime. You can do that by reaching uh, us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampa bay.com submit your mailbag questions we'll read them on the air we'll say your name we'll say nice things or bad things depending on what the question is but i will answer them 100 percent correctly or your money back so we'll do that tomorrow and uh hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's
0: like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Uh, before we go, I did, I did want to mention um, this, the Sean Sh- Watson ruling. Uh, if you've been in a cave or something like that, the NFL finally came down and decided to levy uh, some punishment uh, on Deshaun Watson. And, you know, granted, you know, you got to be familiar with what the NFL's personal conduct policy. It It is not about criminality. It is not about uh, arrests or conviction necessarily. Um, it is very intentionally broad uh that essentially you know you can bring some sort of shame to the shield and you know you, you wind up violating the uh violating the code of conduct the player code of conduct um or the league's code of conduct but they gave them 6 games and i i got to tell you here's the whole thing like the league knew that they have not done a very good job um, as of late by, you know, sort of making Roger Goodell the judge, the jury, and the executioner in these things, right? So Goodell says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to hire a former federal judge, retired federal judge, Sue Robinson. And we're going to give her all the resources of the National Football League to investigate these allegations. Some 30 women had come forward. With very similar stories of, you know, anything from sexual assault to you name it, um, from all these different massages that he got, et cetera, and so the idea was we've not done a very good job. You know, the NFL is like, you know what? This whole notion of Roger kind of figuring out, you know, what deserves what. Um, we need a little help in that area, and so we want to improve ourselves. Now, what's really weird about this is. So Sue Robinson investigates everything and she finds a preponderance of evidence against Watson. In fact, she goes so far as to say that he used his position and his influence as an NFL star, um, you know, uh, to promote his predatory sort of practices uh, and went to these um, massages with, you know, intent of having these encounters and so you know when you say that you go okay that's not good that's definitely a, a violation of the personal conduct po- policy and then some um saying that the preponderance of evidence shows that he did this uh and yet you find or your finding is that there was no violent encounters which I would submit to you that hmm, there's probably a few of those women that would have a definition of violence different than Sue Robinson's. Um, However, because of that, she looked at the precedent. Now, she's looking at a precedent that the NFL has already decided is not a good barometer and, and something they need to improve. In other words, we haven't done a good job in this area, but by all means, go ahead and look at how we screwed it up before and use this as your basis for limiting his suspension to six games because there was no quote-unquote violence involved against women. I'm telling you, it, it, it just, on its surface, when you consider a 15-month investigation and more than two dozen women, um, and you come back with six games, six games? Listen, Tom Brady got four for Deflategate. I'm not sure they even proved it right took some air out of footballs allegedly destroyed a cell phone whatever four games um there's a player that's being suspended for a season because he legally used betting he legally bet on his own team to win uh but gambling is forbidden in the nfl especially um by players and coaches and people that are part of the league on games et cetera. and he got a, he got a year suspension um you know, it, it sometimes can be messy and hard to compare, you know, one violation of the, of the uh, NFL's personal conduct policy with another. I get that. But to merely look at the precedent that the NFL recognizes they've gotten wrong with the Ray Rices and others and say, well, there's no violence, so therefore six games. I'm telling you. So now Roger has a decision to make. And this was always going to be an an option for him. If he doesn't like Sue Robinson's ruling, and he shouldn't, because the league was pushing for an indefinite suspension that would last at least one season, right? That's what they wanted. They were willing to negotiate. And this happened in the Jameis Winston's case. They were willing to negotiate with Watson and say, okay, 12 games, 12, not six, 12. And, And I would imagine that if they negotiated it to 12, that Watson would have had to admit some culpability and he has not, he's had no contrition whatsoever. He has said he has done nothing wrong, Um, even though the statement by the Haslams, who own the Browns, said that, you know, Watson was sorry. He's never apologized to anybody. I don't know what what he what he you know, what he's sorry about. Um, So it's just a mess. And we'll find out by 9 a.m. Thursday if Goodell is going to appeal. Now, he appeals essentially to himself. I mean, that's really the appeal. You know, you can say, you know what? forget Sue Robinson, I'm going to take this over and I'm going to rule this. Um, but if he does and and he says, you know, I think it should be a year or 12 games or something much more significant, it's likely that then the NFLPA will get involved and say, no, 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 we're going to court and there will be lawyers. And as of now, at least, even before the ruling came out, and I think Watson was tipped off as to what it was, um, you know, on the eve of this decision, the NFLPA and Watson's camp put out a statement saying, "Look, whatever this is, whatever it is, we think the NFL should stand by it, and we're going to stand by it, and we are not going to appeal." So they knew they were going to get a favorable ruling of just six games, of course. And they were sort of challenging the NFL not not to, um, you know, not to take on uh, this decision. And, and I think they have to. I, I I'll be surprised, although I'm often disappointed, but I'll be surprised if. Roger Goodell doesn't say this is not enough games; we have to do more. But if he leaves it at six, there's going to be an awful lot of, uh, you know, people that that will have a problem. And I think I think they should. I, I don't think that the NFL has been serious enough about these sort of instances, uh, and I think there's far too many of them. And um, you know, this one, uh, like I said, they found in their own investigation that there was a preponderance of evidence that he is guilty. Forget about the criminality of it and grand juries and all of that. Um, they feel like, you know, what he did uh, certainly violated the player conduct policy, if not then some. So that's my soapbox. I don't know what will happen, but we'll we'll all find out together, I guess, Thursday by 9 a.m. Anyway, uh, we'll be back at One Buck Place or I guess the Advent Health Care Center, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you the bucks always say pads. one place. I love it. <laughs> it. I can't stop that. I mean, it really is. You know, it really went from uh, one bug place to eh, one buck palace. You know, they built this forty thousand. Hey, remember, square...
0: remember when it took a while to get from Ice Palace to Amelie Arena? I mean, you need a couple more years.
1: Yeah, that's true. I probably do. I <laughs> I, I want to call them. I don't know why I want to say Spectrum. It's Advent Health. It's not. I, I'm all confused. Eh, but. Eh. I digress, but we've got uh, we've got the bucks back out there in the hot sun with us uh, in pads again. I'm waiting for the indoor facility. Like Todd Bowles, anytime you want to like let them in there, the air conditioning is working, from what I understand. Oh, go, go ahead and take the boys out of the sun. We'll go with you.
0: <laughs> That's funny you bring it, bring that up because my uh, interviews with the football players at USF, oh. it's, it's not quite ready yet, but they're all like Just they're watching it, right? They're watching it when... go up. Who did I talk to that said? We will get in there at 2 in the morning. We'll do extra time.
1: <laughs> exactly. We, we will put the minute they homework. put the last screw into that door, yeah. Just exactly. let
0: it happen.
1: Actually, yeah. uh,
0: just so you know, um, the first practice for USF, as far as fall camp goes, is on Wednesday. We'll have a bunch of wow yeah, conversations with those guys. So we'll throw those at you on, I guess. Yeah, Thursday bring should. that to but, us
1: as well. I wonder who's going to get the first rep at quarterback. You go with the guy from last year,
0: you think? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to guess McLean, but uh, (laughs) believe me, if you follow me on Twitter, that's probably the first video I'll put out. Uh, So they actually have the first practice of camp on Wednesday, and then we get to watch them on Thursday. So I guess Friday's show. We'll have a couple of notes for you on that. Nice.
1: And before we go, remember to support uh, our sponsors. You want to save some money on electric bill, May Electric Solar is the way you want to go. They've been in business for 12 years. They give you a 30-year labor and service warranty. You get $750 worth of service protection for all your appliances. That's the May difference. Uh, you can go to the Hudson showroom. They display all their products Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. That's 727-819-2862 to schedule a free estimate. And you can lower your electric bill and start saving today. Thanks for listening. For Derek Sharp, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.